on What Women Binge, my podcast, we hear a lot about how our guests were your first crushes. So we decided to put a best of together. So on this episode, you're going to hear a best of uh, Candace Cameron Bure, DJ Tanner, right? Full House. Danica McKellar, Wonder Years, right? Winnie Cooper. Um, Chris Kirkpatrick, uh, Bye Bye Bye. And uh, of course, Joey Lawrence. So check it out. So wait, okay. So we have to talk a little bit about your career before we get into all the stuff that you love. Okay. So I just have to talk to you about my favorite project of yours, which is some kind of wonderful. Were <laughs> you? You were the little. You were like the kind of snotty little sister. Yeah. And gave him a little hell. Yeah. But super cute and so adorable. Thank do you. You, you. Do you remember anything about? I know you were very I, little. I do remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Um. I, I had auditioned for that and was working on that and then got the part of DJ on Full House. And oh. they actually held shooting the pilot so I could finish some kind no of wonderful. Way. Yeah. But I remember, you know, <laughs> you know what's so funny? I like remember the one bad thing that happened on yeah, that. Of course. And that was <laughs> and like this is so many years later, right? I hold no grudges. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a little kid. I was I was nine years old. And Eric Stoltz, who was playing my big brother, uh-huh. like I think he was probably trying to pull something out of me in the scene. So he kept teasing me and like not saying his lines. Uh-huh. And as a kid, you know, you're, I'm, oh. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I know how to say it. You know it. your cue. Yeah. And then I kept missing everything and I didn't know how to respond because... I didn't know how to improvise and I got so mad at him. And I was like, he just made me have a bad day and he made oh. me like mess up and not be my best. And you feel like a failure when you're a little yeah. kid taking direction and you're not doing everything that you're supposed to. But when I look back on it, I'm like, I think he was probably just trying to have fun and like get me to do something he was, different. Yeah, he was, he was poking you a little, yeah. trying to get some performance thing. Yeah, but that's, that's like the standout from nine years old because yeah. I'm a bit of a, perfectionist I guess and I get it it's like, it. like oh totally I get that but I love what I love re- I watched that movie a recently movie. like a like a year ago and I, I need like, to oh. we just had Leah on and I just I need to watch it again because oh, I love that movie so yeah. I wanted to be Watts so bad um <laughs> when she gets the earrings at the end she's yep. like I thought I would get them I didn't know but I thought you know <laughs> Ah, yeah, such a good movie. It's interesting that you said that you just remember the bad thing because that's exactly what Leah said. She said, as actors, like everything is you remember the hard stuff. It's and funny struggle yeah. mm-hmm. with each project, but you don't really remember. Like yeah. I always remember, like the breakups. The dog died that day, or right? The, you know, right. that's the day I had the stomach bug, or you know, yep. it's, it's how you. Def- or I do remember the costumes or the stunts. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, like the stunts that you have to do are kind of. I remember on that particular movie. They told me to basically bring whatever clothes I had. So we brought a suitcase and she opened them up and she's like, these are too cute. These are too cute. And I was like, oh, okay. So I actually had to like have wardrobe. They didn't use much of my own clothes for that. Oh my God. You just brought a memory up for me too. I was doing a JCPenney commercial. It's the first time I had to shave my legs. I don't know why they brought like- How old were you? I think I was like 12 and they were like, we can, I had to throw my legs over a chair and like kick my legs in the air, like dancing or something. And I remember my, like someone stopped, they cut. And of course it was like very quiet. And I was like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And they go and whisper to my mom. Then my mom comes to me and goes, come with me. We have to go to the bathroom. And like, they had to shave my legs. No way. And I was like, 
wait, what? So were you in, did you feel embarrassed? Did you feel like, wow, I'm grown up? I, it was a little bit of both. It was a little like, well, that's weird. So that's what they were all whispering about. But then also like, okay, cool. We're going to shave my legs. Yeah. Not realizing I'd have to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start a little bit early. But yeah, that's you just I don't know why that memory just yeah. came up. But you do remember these things based on like random, strange yes. things that occur. And they're not normal memories for most children. <laughs> no. Like, you were forced to shave your legs because all the public was looking at your legs. Because <laughs> they could see the fuzz like, yes. on your leg when you were kicking your leg in the air. Gross. Weird. But yeah, definitely bizarre. Um, but I mean, obviously the fans love and adore Full House. And what was it that made you want to come back to like Fuller House to do the reboot? Because people keep asking me about reboots and I'm mm-hmm. like, it's scary. It's like a scary place to venture into, I feel like. But you guys sort of pioneered it, I feel like. We really did. We we were so excited to do it and we had talked about it for years and we were the ones that went out and pitched it. Oh, so we really? did pioneer it. It wasn't like all of a sudden Warner Brothers called us and said, hey, what do you think about doing this? Yeah. The original creator and writer of an executive producer of Full House, Jeff Franklin, who also created, wrote and executive produced Fuller House, talked to all of us, John Stamos, Bob Saget, me and said, hey, what do you guys think about going out and pitching it? We can get Warner Brothers on board and then we can run it to all so the he different networks. That. So yes. Because the problem I run and, into and people don't understand this in the industry is that I don't own it anymore. Like we right, own right. Serena for a sort of certain amount of time and that expired. And so people don't seem to understand that I can't just be like, let's just do this. Like it yeah. depends on who owns it and where it's all very exactly, messy. Exactly. Exactly. And Miller Boyette, owns it as well, but they were on board. So we went out and pitched it to all the networks and we didn't think that anyone was going to pick it up. And then Netflix was our last pitch Oh, and Netflix. And it was a new, it was just upcoming, right? Wasn't Netflix kind of just becoming like a bigger streamer thing? Like, I mean, it was five years ago now. So, I mean, they had hit their stride. They had hit their stride. So it was a buzzword. Netflix was a buzzword. Yes, it was. (laughs) So we were really excited, but you know what made me say yes immediately is because we are all so close. The cast, even Jeff Franklin, who created it, and Bob Boyette, like we have all been a family for 30 years. And so the idea of going back to work with my best friends was like, yes. And I, we love our characters. We love what the show represents. Like everything is a good memory. So it was like, let's do this. And we also knew that our fan base has never left us. Full House has never been off the air in 35 years. Wow. Never, ever been off the air. So we know how massive the fan base is and how strong it was. And we knew that they would, they would rally and support and come out for it. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that would happen with Sabrina if we could figure out who owns it. Yeah, I think it would too. I think it would too. It's lovely. Figure out who owns it. It's like ABC or, I mean, CBS or Paramount or, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a convoluted, but they already did it. They did it for Netflix as a, uh, Oh, right. Yeah. The Chilling Adventures, the new one, but it's totally different. Yeah. It's like a YA audience. It's sexy. It's, it's definitely more witchcraft, whereas ours was more magic, I would say. But um, yeah, but that's, it's just the question I get all the stinking time. And I'm like, I, it's hard to answer in a soundbite because it doesn't make sense to most people that we just don't right. know who owns it. I mean, we do, but like, <laughs> I know they, they're not easy to I, access. I know <laughs> people are always like, just do one more season of Fuller House. I'm like, I wish we could. Yeah, it doesn't that's really work like that. My choice. I know, that's funny. Yeah. But you totally would if you could. Oh yeah. Aw. Where did you shoot that? 
at Warner Brothers on our original stage that we shot you Full did? House. Oh, yes. that's so special. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Warner Brothers is a great lot. I just, it I've is. never worked over there. And then I started directing Young Sheldon and all of a sudden I was, yeah. oh wait, directing? We just talked about directing. You called me when you wanted to direct Fuller, Fuller House. House. Yep. And you, you I were, know. <laughs> and you did it. I did it. I did it three times and ended up loving did, it. And, and was you I were right? right. You, yeah, you told me, you're like, you're going to do this. You're going to be great. And then you're going to ask yourself, why haven't I been doing this a long yep, time ago? That's exactly what I said. I was like, yeah. And you were so right. After that first one, I was like, why haven't I been doing this? I loved it, yeah. loved it, loved it. And but, especially when it's your crew and it's your yes. and it's your cast and you know every character inside and out. Like it's a little tricky when you step into a show that's been on like a fifth season, like something like I walked into Goldberg's and I was terrified. Cause yes. like, I'm not gonna tell those actors anything. I'm not gonna find a new angle to put the camera at. Um, what am I here for? And then you yeah. realize you're just sort of there for, you know, to bring new energy and to kind of infuse it and to tell the story and, you know, keep everything light and moving. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but when you're on a show like that and you know, every intricacy of that, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. where the, you know, where the fire escapes are, you know, where, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you, there's no questioning yep. anything. Like yep. you don't have to learn. Like a lot of time when I step on the set of someone else's show, I'm like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> I don't even know where right, the bathroom is. Right. Like when you know that it makes it so much easier, you know, the crew's names, you know who to go to for props or wardrobe or, you yep. know, all that. So yep. it's, it's well, such you were, a nice thing. You were the first person I thought of and have inspired me so much in that part of my life because I look at you and we've had similar careers yeah, like over have. the years yeah. and starting so young and doing like, there's few people in life who you know really understand what you've gone through. Yeah. And we are those two people. Yeah. Like, we get it. So I look at you and then see how you've gone out of, like, the box, out of the acting box, and maybe out of your comfort zone, because I don't know how you felt about going into directing, and but I know you've produced and done all of those things. And I just am like, wow, it's so inspiring. Yeah. And then I'm like, if she can do oh, it, I'm gonna cry. I can do it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. as a person that watches from a distance, mm -hmm. I'm just have been so impacted by you. Thank you. Same to you. I mean, you're such an entrepreneur in like, so, and just, I mean, in all the different things you do, like, I mean, in acting and then adventuring into directing and in all your, you have so many like businesses and you're such a business-minded woman <laughs> yeah, and I love that to keep in the air it is yes. and a mom of three and yes. you were so young when you had them too I feel like you know you you you've got these big people now in your life and I no. just look at those I remember watching them grow up on um like when they got a little bit bigger I think you started when I started paying attention to Instagram they were they seemed like little people and then they right. got so big and I know and I started getting sad for you like they're so big they're <laughs> I mean daughter I who's adults. a clone of you She's yeah. so beautiful. And is she getting into yeah. acting now? Or yeah, she's been acting. She is an actress. So awesome. she's she loves it. She, she's hooked. She's hooked. She's been hooked since she was about 16, but probably, you know, by 18, 19. Because she's also a, a singer and songwriter as well. Oh. And she loves music, but but she decided probably by 18, like, I will pursue pursue music, but I really want to be an actress. Yeah. She's a multi hyphenate yeah. already. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. not shocking. Can you Look sing? at the genetics. I know. Right? No, I wish I, I could I can't sing. sing. It's like my worst fear. I don't believe Mine either too. of you. Every actress really? I've met yeah. so far can actually sing. Except I I'll say you can't. Like I'll do karaoke, but only if I'm really drunk and it's going to be funny and stupid. <laughs> like I have to sing a really difficult yeah. song. Just, so it seems ridiculous. I just rap. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> because then I'm like, I'm good. I can rap. Here's the thing. I can carry a tune, but I don't have a beautiful voice. I'm going to need you That's to nice. I don't know if I can carry a tune. I just get told I sound like a cat dying or something. Oh, so no. It's, it's not good. My oldest son liked for me to sing him to sleep, like loved it, and would always be like, Mommy, your voice is so beautiful. But then the middle one, literally at six months old, I'm like holding him, rocking him to sleep, and I'd start singing to him, and he'd go, eh, eh. <laughs> and he'd try to like wiggle away from me, and I, so I'd stop singing, and he'd oh, calm no. down, and then I'd start again, eh. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have a terrible voice. Like even my oh, infant sure can't don't. handle it. <laughs> that was my, that was the one thing I started at this year, because I, every year I'm like, I want to learn something new. Oh, Again, yeah. Yeah. watching your your Instagram and your life and you started writing, you're like, I'm going to read a book about writing. Oh my I'm going to do this thing. So I was like- Oh wow, I didn't know it was so inspiring. Thank you, Candace. Well, I, and I, I watch truly, you and I'm like, I got to work out it. harder. <laughs> I know. Well, I said, I said, what's the one thing I wish I could do that I'm really self-conscious about, but like I feel like I could do at least improve. Yeah. And it's singing. So I, yeah. at the start of the year, I started taking singing lessons. You did? And then Bob died. And then my uh, life like crashed. So I haven't taken a singing I lesson I know, I'm since. sorry. But th- I, I will That's pick what it you up. Do. I just had, yeah. I kind of had to get my life back on track over yeah. the last few months because that yeah. was a devastating loss. Not to get all sad on this podcast. No, but no, I, we're not going to talk about Bob. But- I did start singing. I will pick it back up because yeah. I'm like, I need to learn something new and I can keep doing this. I don't want to ever stop learning as I grow older. I totally, I think we have that so much in common because I've like, I've gone back to school for photography or like taken like continuing ed and photography in Italian. And then during COVID, one of my favorite things, and I've kind of given this up is piano. Have you ever played mm-hmm. the piano? I did when I was, I took lessons for five years when I was a kid. See, I never did. And I started during COVID. And it was so hard, but it's so exciting mm-hmm. for me. And now my entire family's doing it. So I desperately That's want so piano. Cool. We don't have, we have like a keyboard, but I want like a piano. For I went my- back to school for weather. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's, this is a multi-hyphenate over here too, like yeah. design and you're in fashion and she's a weather girl and she always lets me know when the bad tornadoes are coming through Nashville. So it's very helpful. If you ever need a weather forecaster, have your girl. Yeah. If okay. you're like, hey, is that uh, what's be going on? Be afraid to give me your cell phone because I'll be texting. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that for all my friends. I'm like, just send me your address. I'll put it in my radar. And if there's ever a threat, it alerts me. I can tell you before the weatherman on TV could. I really need to do that for like when I fly, like how, cause I'm a nervous flyer. Like, oh. hey, what's the weather like over Kansas right now? Because it always seems rough over there. <laughs> oh, that's because of the terrain, not because the of the terrain. Weather. Okay, sorry, but you can't. So you can't help me with that. I mean, I I can pr- I can tell you if there's turbulence. There's going to be some yeah. storms brewing that yeah. I need to get above. Okay, good to know. Not that I'm <laughs> flying the plane, but I, you know, if I was, <laughs> what would I do? What altitude? You know, we love our skims. If you've listened to the show before, watched the show before, you know that we love our skin genuinely love yes. them and i'm i promote them even outside of these ads she all of my all, friends she, yeah know about it yes <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous actually. i mean they're super soft they're i mean super comfy so comfortable very flat they hold their shape they wash well and the cotton collection especially like during the summer yeah. has been my yeah. jam yeah it's been great um yeah oh here's some things here's some news um there are matching sets you might have seen them all over your feed, but they're a matching sets. So that's something we want you to know. And, you know, there is a lot of hype around them, but we can we can verify. I am verifying they that are skims, worth the hype. Yes, they're living up to all of the hype. They are creating the next generation of loungewear for literally every everybody. I've everybody. not known anyone. We're 10 years apart. No, you're about a foot taller. And I sing all the praises. And that we can say that 
yeah, that they do fit everybody. Yeah, not only the bras and panties, but now the t-shirts, especially in the cotton collection. Well, the cotton collection is also, this They're is so Kim's good. most tagged collection. It's made Ooh, with the classic cotton fabric that. for comfortable everyday wear. It's made from ultra soft natural fibers. The cotton collection features elevated lounge pieces designed for comfort indoors and outdoors. That's true. And if you happen to be a sweaty Betty, let me just tell you. It doesn't really show. <laughs> and it does absorb. That is like a thing. When you wear something tight in warmer weather, I mean, now that it's fall, transition, whatever, it won't be such a thing. But I wore them all summer long yeah. and felt confident. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and whoever said loungewear was only for the house has not tried skims. And to say that it's for everybody is so true because it's available in XXS up to 4X. You mean extra, extra small? XXS. Up yes. to 4X. <laughs> XX small up to 4X. Yes. And it's true, though. Um, So believe what the hype. <laughs> you said XXS. SX, XXS. Extra, extra small. Yes. Uh, the cotton collection and more are available right now at skims.com. So go there. Uh, make sure that you tell them that WWB sent you. I think it says what women binge, actually. Okay. So, so you have to. Look, here's the thing. We say believe the hype. Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The Cotton Collection and more are available right now at skims.com, which is the one that you love. The, the Cotton Collection yes. is like your fave. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders over $75. And after you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you. Select podcast or what women binge if it's there. It's all good. Let's chat with Danica McKellar. We have a very strange history. Like, I don't know. Do you want to explain it? Like, I feel like... I mean, well, okay, it actually dates back to longer ago than you might think because my husband, Scott, had a very brief stint acting and did one episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> it was like it was a Halloween episode. I know because we still get the SAG checks for oh, it. which must be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so his uh, residuals are like the best thing in he the world. He played like a jock, you know. Okay. I don't know. He was at a party. And oh, my gosh. That was probably our first. I think that was maybe our first Halloween episode was we did a big party thing and I had to. I think I duplicated myself so that I could be in two places at once. I had to be at two. I don't know. That sounds familiar. I did see the episode at some point. You did? First, we're dating. Yeah. I'm going to have to go rewatch it. I haven't, as Amanda knows, I haven't, like, I don't ever watch my shows. Do you ever watch your shows? Do you watch Not, your stuff back? No. I mean, sometimes. If you have to live tweet it. Right. Exactly. But that's exactly. it. Like, yeah. otherwise you're like, I'm done with that. I've finished. <laughs> I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> like, zero. Do you listen back to the podcast? How about that? Only because I have to, to like approve everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you didn't have to, like, do you listen? So you don't listen to it again. Like, it's not like no. you so like. Right, right. No. For it's pleasure. You know, it's not like, like hey, you're binging it. I'm going to kick back. I and mean, watch I'm a my fan of us, <laughs> but I'm not that kind of fan of us. Right. Well, you're, you're working on the, on the next us. episode. So, I mean, right. right there's stuff right. to do. Yeah. 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 So um, I have to tell you, my son, Tucker, we were trying to figure out uh, a family show that we could watch together as a family. Um, we wanted something. My husband and I were like, we need something like appointment television where Every night we watch one episode of something or at least twice a week or something. What should that show be? And we decided Wonder Years was the show. Amazing. So we as a family, but my teenagers, of course, were just sort of like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll meet you down there. We'll, we'll come down and watch, you know, in the living room and like kind of never showed up. But our nine-year-old got obsessed. Amazing. So he was very excited. He actually asked me today. It's like the first time he's ever, well, it's the first time he's ever come to the studio. So all of our kids are right now outside. So if you hear a lot of noise, guys, that's what's going on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it's funny because. He he suddenly today on the drive over here, he's like, so who's your guest today? And I was like, um, remember Winnie Cooper? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's going to be there. And he's like, no way. Aww. So it, it was it, it, that was it's funny that, that your, your show just like, how does it feel that it just keeps going? Yeah. No, it's just incredible. It's timeless. It, is I mean, it was it was a period piece. And so we didn't have any issues there. And so 
it was we we played on all the universal themes and the, the universal feelings that kids have. And one of the things about that show was it was really the first of its kind to honor the kids' experience yeah. as opposed to from everything from the adults' point of view and the parents' and point of view. And not being like a Nickelodeon cheesy kid, like the kids are smarter than the parents sort of aspect. Right, no, the real, yeah, the real experience of yeah. a kid growing up and all the ups and downs and all the strong emotions that we have at that time. Yeah, that's why I loved it. I mean, I mean, that's why everybody loves it. And that's why you're like every guy's first crush. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But then, of course, all your Christmas movies and your mystery movies, like, and now you're working on Great American Family. But you've also, you started on Lifetime, right? Then went to Hallmark. Yeah, Lifetime, and now you're at Hallmark, and now Great, Great American, American Family. Family. Yeah. So fun. Like, but, you know, it's all means. about it's all about making movies that, that enrich people's lives and make them feel good. And for me, and, and this stuff even I did at Lifetime was not like some of the Lifetime stuff. It was more, yeah. a little more good-natured. It, it's, it's, for me, it's about putting positive energy into the world. Yeah. Because there is so much craziness out there, and I just want people to be reminded of the good side of human nature and to be reminded what they can do if they're feeling down. Or like the Christmas movies, I feel like we, we give people ideas for Christmas traditions and remind them how to celebrate. I just give them a place to, I always feel like, you know, Christmas, as much as we all think of it as like, it's a time of hope, but as much as we all think of it as like celebration and whatnot, for so many people, it's painful, I think. Uh-huh. And so I think that when they watch these movies, they have a happy ending. They know how it's going to end. They can bake their cookies while they watch it. You know, like, I always feel like it's just a, a feel good, no surprises, you know, it's right. not like Game of Thrones or something where someone's going <laughs> to die and not come right. back next you get, week. You, you know? get attached to a character and then suddenly they're gone. And they're gone. Yeah, Their head's no, on no, a pike. Every, every, but <laughs> many times you get to meet the, see these same characters four times over, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Christmas sequels are my favorite. Person. Sequels. Yes. Yeah. They're very rare, though. At they least, are rare. Yeah. It's, I, I wish I could do a sequel. There's so many I would do a sequel on on my movies that I've done. But would you? yeah, I don't get the opportunity. Yeah, I know, because want... they're so fun and you get to you get attached to the cast members. And yeah. three and a half weeks later, it's you're done. And we're like, oh, let's do a sequel. Yeah. And then it never happened. It never well, happened. Ladies, <laughs> I top, know. top, make it happen. Well, the reason it doesn't happen <laughs> is because the love story that happens is the most exciting part of that. And so the complete. sequel, it's complete. It's done. And, like, I've done some where, like, it's very rare because they really don't let you do it anymore where the girl doesn't get the guy or the guy doesn't get the girl. But I've done a few of those. And um, there was one where I was in love with the Nutcracker. But at the end of Christmas, he had to go back to being a piece of wood. So how are you going to, you know, as much as I want the Nutcracker to come back every year, she probably needs to find love in flesh. Right. <laughs> so, you know. Yes. That's fair. Okay, the sequel is Pinocchio. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go okay. with me. Okay. And Pinocchio Nutcracker comes to life. And everything is I'm amazing. Really love, I love it. Yeah. Yes. yeah the, oh, the fairy can come down and grant him. Yes, absolutely. Fairies can do anything. We can do that. See, I know. This is we need why to do we trust you with our holidays every year. <laughs> Thank you. Like she yeah, said, good feeling stuff. is just oozing out. <laughs> Writing itself. We can. So how does that? So tell us. I know you've got this new book out. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so in addition to acting, I've been writing these math books. Eleven of them. Eleven. Oh, we I, have another one too. Hang on. I, uh, I took a break from acting in college to get a degree in mathematics. Of all things. Oh, my gosh. I love math. I went to UCLA. Oh, okay. I love math. I love making math fun for kids because when I was in middle school, I was terrified of math. I would literally come home and cry because I was afraid of my math homework. And I just discovered like midway through that year, a new teacher came in and made it fun. I was like, oh, wait, it's the presentation, not the actual material. I'm not actually stupid. But kids always think it's them. They never think, oh, well, this teacher just isn't doing a good job explaining it. So 
Where were I, you when I was 12? Well, and that's the thing. Like, So I started writing books that I wish that I'd had. So I started off with Math Doesn't Suck, which is from middle school all the way up through high school geometry. Mm-hmm. So all like the hard stuff to learn. And then I went back and started doing little kid books, starting with Goodnight Numbers. This is the little floppy version of it um, for Imagination Library. Yes. Comes but it comes mail. Yeah. If, if you, yeah, if you subscribe to Imagination Library, which oh, is Dolly I, Parton's charity, amazing. How do people sign up for that? They just go online? You have to find out if it's available in your area. I I wish I, that yeah. had been available I think when it's my imagination, kids were little. I think it's just imaginationlibrary.com. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah so cool. I started writing books to help, you know, the youngest of kids to start making really happy associations with math. And this new one, Double yeah. Puppy Trouble, is one of those fun books that just sneaks in a math lesson. It's really the story about this girl who wants more of everything. She finds this magic wand that turns like whatever you're looking at and you point at it it doubles it okay so um when she points it at their puppy it the button gets stuck and oh. that's done, so they <laughs> double and double and double and double and so you're learning this this you know sort of sneaking in the math lesson of wow this is the power of doubling this is how quickly numbers get fast but at the end of the day it's a story of learning that less is more and learning how to um to really um respect your siblings because at the beginning of the story, she like has no time for her little brother, and then it turns out they kind of work together to solve the problem. And it's a really sweet, nice family story. I love for kids. the um, the the I guess it's graphics in a book. I was going to say animation, oh, right? illustrations. illustrations. Yeah, no, oh, she's amazing. Josie Massey, she Beautiful, did a great yeah. job. She also illustrated uh, my book, The Times, <clears throat> The Times Machine. The Times Machine is multiplication and division with time travel. Because, come on. Yeah. Uh, I need this book. <laughs> and that one teaches I know, I'm like, you all I'm thinking I'm going to get that for Tucker now. Yes. Yes. He's nine. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. The time's machine. But you, um, you sent one of these to my niece. And my sister's a math teacher. And she gave it rave reviews. Um, so, so she said bad. her kindergartner is loving this and the, <laughs> the whole idea of the twos, like, you know, learning. Um, so she's, I mean, it, it, you said earlier to me outside that um, it's like having your meatloaf and sneaking in your like vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it is like that. It's like a great story. My girlies need this one. Yeah, beautiful. I have twin six-year-olds. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's perfect it's for perfect. them. perfect, yeah. And they might also, if they're six, um, first grade? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got a book called Do Not Open This Math Book. Oh, okay. yeah. And, I have that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like addition and subtraction, but all the crazy common core things are teaching now. I teach it that way and the regular way using have cartoons and stories. Tools. Yeah. And also there's the um, resource guide at the back. It's called the New Math Translation Guide for Grownups because everything has changed. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to look at that again. And the Times Machine has one of those too. So I just want to know, how did you... Okay. So you learned that you wanted to get... you want you, That the presentation was everything and you wanted to present math, but like... How do you have to, okay, acting wise, like you can pop into a character and learn your lines and step on set. How do you keep up with math to a level where you can like write books about, like, is there something you have to do constantly to? Oh, like the math itself? Yeah. No, like, no. Are you, I mean, I feel like I don't use math unless I'm leaving a tip. So (laughs) I don't know, like, how do you use math still? You know, the one book that I had to go back and sort of reteach myself some stuff on was when I did the high school geometry book, because that you don't really use very often. But I mean, I was a math major. So for four years, I was entrenched in, I mean, the algebra that I used was just like every it's like adding and subtracting that's just a given that's part of everything you do um so that i never had to what's refresh the, what's anything. the movie with uh goodwill hunting where he's like writing all the equations <laughs> yeah. on the wall is that you Are you like you know what that movie okay i remember the time watching it and just starting to understand what he was starting to write and then they cut away and i was like well they just oh, cut away. Like, that's wait a the part. i wanted to see the math <laughs> oh that's right nobody at all cares about that part right that's why they would cut because that's not what this movie is actually for but i was i was like just i was either a math major at the 
time. We're just having finished, and I found it very frustrating. I feel like you need to go work on Young Sheldon because I have to constantly, when I'm directing over there, I have to like. They're, they're always bringing in experts to like do the equations on the on the board on the or you know, but it's more like uh, what physics. I guess it's more physics stuff, but it's well, physics uses math. I mean, yeah, and math is the language of the sciences. Oh, look at see, and I love math. My family. And I think my husband's family, or at least, yeah, my husband's family too, all kind of think in math. Like, I prefer numbers. When I'm memorizing my lines, I memorize it by how many words are in the sentence, how many sentences are in my line, how many lines I have that scene. Yeah, so I kind of do it by number. I have to do it by letter as well. I have to be like, oh, well, this line that's tripping me up has three T's in it or something. But Sometimes I'll do that. Or I'll combine, like, if there's, for some reason, one word into the next, it's just tripping me up. Yeah. I'll create a new word that's the middle, like, the last couple of syllables of one word and the first couple of syllables of the next. Okay. And then that, and I just say that a couple of times. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So many tricks. That one. There's so yeah. many tricks. But I feel like most of the time, if I can count it out, I can, I can remember it because I know, okay, I have three sentences. Do I, okay, I can think of the first two. What's the third one? You know, so, right, so right, I know if yeah. I'm there or I'm not there and yeah. I know where I need to focus more. But, um, but my whole family, like my sister being a math teacher. Yes, that's amazing. My father-in-law is a CPA. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of numbers in our family. Although I don't feel like I can do math anymore. You know, the math quadratic is... equation was my favorite thing growing up. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, yeah, I have <laughs> in my book, Hot X, which is the algebra book. Uh, I do this whole story about this little girl who goes into a mall and and each moment of the story helps you memorize the next section of the quadratic formula. Oh, I love that. And you do a big thing on like Pi Day too, yeah. right? On 314, <laughs> you do like a whole... Yeah, March 14th, 3.14. Well, I have a song. You have a song. I have a song. A and you're in this song. pretty dress and you're like laying yes. in the field. Oh my yes. gosh, you got to show the kids that. I, I This is all news to me. You yes. have to go okay. back go Dance? back to March yeah. 14th and look at her Instagram or and just, you'll find or, it. Or, or Write just, it down. Or if you go to McKellar Math. Oh, okay. uh, com on fun links. Uh-huh. Scroll down and you'll see the video for A Dance of the Sugar Pie Fairy. Dance of the Sugar yes. Pie Fairy. So I love it. To the tune of Dance Sugar Pie Fairy. I need to memorize it. I feel it's, like... Well, and that's why I wrote the song, because I thought, you know what? I First of all, I was a math major and could only recite like five digits of pie. And I'm like, what's going on? And then there was a song. Do you know Chris Hardwick? Yeah. yeah. So he wrote, he and his partner um, uh, at the time, the Harden Firm, <laughs> they wrote a song, a pie song. It was like more of a chant. Three point one four one five nine six two five two five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six two six four. So and and I so I was like okay well that's cool but I want something more melodic something yeah. more like girl girly you know I like. Do you remember all of it like from the song? No. Okay. That's about as much. The song that I wrote, I can do most of it. I wonder if we got confused. Do you know that it was on my, whatever Wikipedia was before Wikipedia, whenever I would go do an interview, I just remember this, they'd always ask if I could recite pi up to 99 digits or something like that. Why? I think it might have been you. (laughs) That they were confusing me with or something like. (laughs) I would always get asked that. And I was like, no. No. (laughs) 3.14 is like all I know. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah. it's so weird. Well, I was, I was like, asked that a lot, from? and I was like, "Well, that there, this is a legit question. And I should be able to answer this." So the song that I wrote has 139 digits of pi. Oh, okay. wow! So that's a lot. So I figure that's pretty good. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that's good. overachievers right. edition. I'm gonna make right. Tucker memorize pie. that, and then he can impress his third grade class that's this year. Well, if he's obsessed <laughs> with Winnie Cooper, then he's obsessed with Winnie Cooper, and he is actually really good at math. Hey, Amanda. Do you like my eyewear? I always love your eyewear. I know. Me too. It's pear. You're looking sparkly. Am I looking ready for the day? I know. They're like little like cat eye-ish, right? They're adorable. I love them. These are my pear. But you know what? 
the fall season is a season of change, but life is more fun when you can choose to switch things up, right? It's spooky season. It's spooky season. And guess what? Pear Eyewear Pear. has the best choices for your spooky season. They not only allow you to personalize your wardrobe every day of the year, but this time of year, they have a Halloween collection. Oh my gosh, so if you're celebrating sweater weather or spooky season or both, their new designs bring a little autumn joy to your everyday look. It's so cool. Pear has a frame to fit every face, even with five new wider base frames, which we talked about before, which is awesome for the men in your life. Oh, yeah. And they're easy to find your perfect pair. You can do the virtual try-on right on their website. It's awesome. So you can select the right frame shape for your face without any question on whether or not it's going to look good they're on you. Also, the frames are built durable and versatile, so they're the only glasses you'll ever need. It's so fun. You're not feeling your style that day. You just pop, pop on. on a new frame. It's so good. And you can get free standard shipping on all orders and a flexible 30-day return policy. So cool. And you can save on traditional glasses markups with base frames that start at just $60 and top frames for $25. Yes. So cool. Change things up this season with new frames from Pear Eyewear. Go to PearEyewear.com slash binge for 15% off your first pair. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash binge, B-I-N-G-E. And thanks, Pear, for sponsoring What Women Binge. We have... Carly and Chris Kirkpatrick here today, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys. You have known forever, but I want to talk to you about all the things (laughs) you're binging. So, Carly, this is like your first interview? Yes, it is, guys. For real? We're the exclusives here. Yep. This is not my thing usually, but you know, I'm here for you guys. I so forced you. We appreciate this. I feel very special right now. I am so thankful that you guys, like, as soon as I moved to Nashville, Amanda... Carly, like you guys like immediately embraced me and like are teaching me all things Nashville and have been such great friends. And so and I, I didn't had do to drag anything. you here. No, you've just been a pain in the ass. Kind of, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Fair, fair enough. No, I love you, Chris, and I'm so glad you're here. I have a story to tell later about us and how far back we go. We have a lot of stories to tell. We do. We do have a lot of stories to tell. It's true. We were like kind of on the same circuits, including weren't you asking me about this blimp over my head? Yeah. Your little Nickelodeon. I've got my Nickelodeon. 11th annual. This was. Yeah, I seem to win a lot this year. Annual. I don't know. Why don't they have the Kids year on there? Award. I have been fascinated by these my whole life. You I know, always see people look through them, and I had never seen it's one. It's a kaleidoscope. Well, you can yeah. really I stole through. it from her house, and I was like, I finally I get to that. look. You have one sitting on the counter that you <laughs> well, always I didn't know that you, you didn't know always move. Yeah, she doesn't even way. care. Like oh, anything I <laughs> have. Isn't that beauty of it though? No, she's like, what is this? Why is this out? I'm like, the color. It's a kids' choice. Choice award, guys. This is a big deal. I had three of these, and somehow, in all my moves and all my children, I've lost one. I'm sure it's been stolen or broken, and someone hit it. But here, 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 one sits in our podcast. I don't know. We, I have one that I know where it is. We could have only won one. Yeah, I've know, only but. seen one. To be honest, I've only seen one. I apparently won one for Latin America, but that's the one that's missing. Like, it was like best performer in Latin America. I think they had I was blimps in a ca- for the Latin American one too. There was like <laughs> different regions of the country or of the world. Yeah, and Latin America. I mean, was I know that, that part of the story. I yeah, know there's like different regions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. There are different regions, and there's okay. different Kids Choice Awards for those regions. Are there different like countries and continents? I think on it's this continents, as maybe. Well? So like Latin it's America, like his, I won. Uh, I mean, it's not geography continent. lesson I'm getting here. It is. Do you want to know? about no, I just I was just curious about the Latin award. Like I didn't know that they did the blimp with the a blimp award for like best performer. I think I beat. I think. 
J-Lo was in the category. You, you beat, beat out J-Lo? I think I did, yes. guys. I don't know. Maybe I'm wow. wrong. But I'm going to have to look that up. My ego <laughs> would be so huge I've been, if I yeah. saying J-Lo that, anything. Guys, if I'm wrong, I've been saying that for years. So. Who cares? That's how you start a conversation. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Fact check. Beat out J-Lo for a Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. I don't know if you guys know that about me. <laughs> kind of a big deal. It's yeah. number one on my resume. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the first thing I make people bring up when they're interviewing me. Mm. But um, <laughs> but I guess, all right, so let's let's go back. You want to go back, Chris? How let's long have back. we known each other? Um, you started in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I started in you Orlando. started in Orlando. You were at Dr. Phillips. I was. Right? We're Dr. Phillips graduates, aren't there, we? I'm well, not. Oh, you're not. You went no, to Dr. Joey. Phillips? You I didn't went, know that. Yeah, Joey was at Dr. Yes, Phillips. Doc- My husband didn't know that. You know what's I so funny is he's watching. You didn't know no. that either? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Of, and Johnny yeah. Damon yeah. is one of them, Johnny right? Damon. That's, the, that's and, our gang. Um, Luis Joey, Fonzie. Luis Fonzie. And the Khalid. Khalid. DJ Khaled. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, DJ Khaled. He Khaled's went to Dr. Phillips? Phillips? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's crazy is I was watching like the draft or something and they brought up somebody's high school my husband was watching the draft. I was not. It was in the background for me. And I'm wandering around the house, and then all of a sudden they said, you know, from Dr. Phillips High School. And I went, oh, that's my high school. And my husband goes, what? You went to Dr. Phillips? <laughs> yeah, I went to Dr. Phillips. A.J. Przinsky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball. He went there. Um, uh, there are a couple Mobile. other big ones. It's no, because uh, of our studios there. And for like, people who don't know, it's right next to Universal Studios. It's right across, across the, street. the street. I actually was not allowed. I need to ask, like, Joey and them if they were. Well, Joey actually went there, I think. I was, and I think some of the other um, Mickey Mouse Club people were enrolled there, and that's where my degree is from, or whatever. It's not a diploma. Degree. Diploma. <laughs> thank you. I don't know these things because I never really graduated properly. Yeah. But um, my diploma's from Dr. Phillips High School, but I never was allowed on the campus unless I was doing the SATs or the ACTs. That's the uh, only time I was allowed. They were too full. But they would allow me. Well, then to you enroll. say you weren't hanging out at the Texco across the street drinking joke cola. No, because I was across the street at the <laughs> Nickelodeon the Studios in the trailer doing my homework and learning my fifty pages a week. <laughs> Wait a second, you were in the Nickelodeon trailer? Yeah, I was in the trailer right behind the Nickelodeon building when I did the high tones at Universal, oh. and that would have been the years you were. In high I was school, doing that, yeah. I'm way older than you. It was like, yeah. <laughs> way. way, way. You older. just celebrated a big birthday that probably yeah. threw you two huge surprise parties. You've got, Still you've got 21 recovering. coming up, so I, yeah, you nervous. Yeah, 21. I'm gonna drink. Finally, the can first drink. Time it's gonna ever. be crazy. Because I wasn't drinking when um, when you left me on the Turks and Caicos Islands on 9 11. Oh yeah, we'll I left. Oh, that's that totally my fault. Wait, how I just old were you? Fault. When no, that? I'm kidding. I was actually like 20. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, 2001. How old was I? I don't even I don't know. Oh, you, now you don't want to bring it up. Now it's like a joke. No, I was deaf. Mind. I need to know. I wasn't even alive in 2001. What are you talking about? Time out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Out of this world. Time out. <laughs> Why? How? 9-11, um, Turks and Caicos? Yeah. yeah I need so, details. As far as I remember it, you guys. Yeah, you probably have a better memory about it than I do. I thought you were just there. Yeah. I thought it was like I didn't I didn't know just hanging out. We happened to be at the Beaches Resort and Well, Turks we were kind of Island. we were kind of in show mode. So we'd had yeah. that week we were in New York. We did the MTV Music Awards well, with back Michael up, first Jackson. Of all, you're in a band called InSync. Right. Okay. I just wanted right. to back up. I, we, I, we I thought really, you knew that. We haven't really laid that out I yet. I thought we'd already on. established that. There's yeah. also more regions in the geography of the world. <laughs> we're going to go back to that. As well. If we're getting basic on everything. So okay, yeah. we, we were on like a tour type thing where we did MTV Awards with Michael, that's when Michael came out and we were like, oh my God, Michael Jackson's uh, coming out. Yeah. He hasn't done the MTV Awards since like Bad came out. And then um, 
the following night, we were at Madison Square Gardens doing the Jackson's 40th anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Which I looked at going, God, 40 years. And now I'm like, man, we're almost there now. Like, that's not, <laughs> oh, it's not wow. that long. So we did that. Then we flew to Turks and Caicos. Had the show that night. So when you're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I didn't get. You I don't saw know where pic- you were. You're sending pictures of you on the beach. You like, could have been in the Look Maldives. how much fun it was. I'm like, you got to have fun? Yeah. So here's what happened. I was supposed to be in New York promoting my show, Sabrina, at the time. But okay. you were on a show, Sabrina. I was on the show. You were on the show, Sabrina. <laughs> I was so, on the show, you Sabrina. You were on a show called Sabrina. Oh, I'm learning yeah. a lot. Today. I forget. You were like uh, something like uh, Justin was like attacking the cat, and my mom got really mad about it. But yeah. um, but I mean, we were having like a dance party in my bedroom or something. It was super weird. Um, now that you look, there's back, a lot of like, gifts we were of it. A or dance something. party in my bedroom. Dance party in my bedroom, and I pretended to like kick JC in the face or something. I don't know. I watched something recently. Okay, stop I, saying I don't know. You know exactly. <laughs> no, I've seen like You're the so gifts faking or gifs right now. I don't know. I think I kicked JC in the face. And I pretended. Justin I pretended. was messing I did with some the kind cat. Of high kick. And I know whatever. Justin messed you know with exactly the cat because it made happened. my mom mad. <laughs> but um, no, so we so basically what the way I was to- told you um you guys had just finished some yeah huge tour or something and they were bringing fifty radio winners from fifty different states to Turks and Caicos to celebrate like this big radio and like this mm. huge end of your tour or whatever and I mean I think it was the end of the tour I don't know that part I'm not sure on but we're at the resort and everybody's guests of basically in sync and we're all there having fun and it's like Tori Spelling and Randy Spelling and um Tara Lipinski, I think was there and okay. Gymnast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was like an interesting arrangement no, martial of martial I was just I couldn't remember. <laughs> People, you're right. No, you're right. I think Joey had a thing for her. But Probably. um Joey so the, had a thing. So the, Joey's like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> He's a friend of everybody's sister. <laughs> obnoxious oh my gosh that's amazing um so we were there and and uh and yeah and it was uh on september 10th i think you guys did a show on the 9th or 10th you left on the 10th 10th because we left after the show i remember we left directly they had a plane waiting for us and we were like we just want to get home yeah relax sleep you'd been gone a long time made it home like one o'clock in the morning so it actually we got home on september 11th and then on september 11th i know that Tori Spelling and her group was supposed to have left and someone knocks on our doors. We're getting ready to go to the beach that day. I was going to stay till like the 12th. Of course you were because that's what you got to do. I was like, I am enjoy your vacation. I am single. I am (laughs) going to stay here and hang with my friend. And uh, yeah, so I threw on my swimsuit and uh, someone knocked on the door and I said, aren't you supposed to be on a plane? And they said, we'll turn on the news. And that's when and then we were we were there for like, you know, because international borders Mm -hmm. shut down, flights ceased um, and we were stuck there for, I mean, the term island fever is real. Yeah. I was like, we, I, we had heard the resort was running out of food. We were like, we would be like in the water wanting to get away from the news, but all we could do was talk about it and look for airplanes, no airplane. You know, we were stuck there like five days or something. And then I saw you guys again at the, um, American music awards. And we acted like we didn't know you. No, you, <laughs> that's You're usually like you what we out. like to do around here. No, you guys <laughs> were it. actually awesome. Um, I, th- I want nice. to say like three out of five of you. I don't know if you're one of the three. Um, three love, of you. I would love to not be one of the three. <laughs> this would be way better story if you were like, two of you were pricks. Actually, like you and JC went ahead to the yeah. mic. T- I presented the award. I said, you guys won. You came to the stage and like like three of you descended on me and were like, are you okay? We're so sorry we left you there. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you all right? And I was like, I'm fine, guys. I'm obviously yeah, here. I'm here. Here's Get your it. award. Go please talk to the people. <laughs> so I love to So you were on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I was on Witch? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So were you. What did you. you play on it? What did you do on it? Do you remember what you did on it? I have no idea what I did on it. I can't remember I, what I, you guys did. I, I think I remember flirting with your mom on the show. Oh, probably, or probably in real life. That, that's yeah. what I meant um, in my, real life. <laughs> my, uh, I no, I, I actually remember 
when the Backstreet Boys were on, we drank some bottles of talent and they played basketball and sang or something. But and I had to do a, a song and dance then. I have to go back and watch your episode. Oh, stop lying! I'm not you remember sure. the Backstreet Boys episode <laughs> and you don't remember our episode. You know why there are so many? You the know, cat pictures? Justin and the cat. That's Justin and the cat is what I remember. And high I actually knew about that before. Yeah, this because you had told me before. The only time my mom ever got mad was when people messed with the cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cat was... freaked me out, though. <laughs> it was expensive. I do remember the cat <laughs> what do you freaking mean it was me expensive? out. Oh, well, it's it was, an animatronic. No, it wasn't real. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. It's animatronic, like, <laughs> you know, the cat that was not real. Dollar, yeah, yeah, cat that so we had yeah. to. Where? You don't it was before CGI. I heard it was in the Smithsonian, but then I think it, uh, it's in a puppetry museum in Atlanta, last I heard. Okay. So, and then the real ones, unfortunately, okay, wait, have left us. Which one is it? The Smithsonian or a puppetry museum? <laughs> Let's get this straight. Because I want to say like, it was in the Smithsonian for a exhibit about television, but I have never. And now I, that's it's in what a my mother says. That's what your museum. But it is in a puppetry museum in Atlanta now. Yes. Mm, fair um, so you can go to Atlanta and go visit the cat. Yeah. Did you know that Americans spend an average of ninety percent of their time indoors, breathing around thirty thousand gallons of air daily? It's a lot of air. I didn't know that. Thirty thousand gallons of air. So according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it can be a hundred times more polluted. Ew. Is that crazy? Well, let me tell you something. Do you know Air Doctor? I do know Air Doctor. I know Air Doctor, too. I love Air Doctor because it has helped me with this issue. I am so worried about my indoor air. And especially since COVID and all those things, I was I super concerned about indoor air. Well, and it's allergy season. We've got pets. Yes, got all those things. Kids that are pollen, all the dust mites, mold. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Yes. So the pollen, the pet dander, dust, mold, it's all gone with their ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria that's and viruses. Yes, and virtually 100% of particles as small as 0.003 microns. That's small. It's so tiny. They also feature whisper jet fans, 30% quieter than most air purifiers. And I can speak to this because our air doctor is like in our main living space Same. in our house. Yeah. And you don't even notice it's there. No. It's and awesome. it's lovely. It's I have mine behind a plant, and then it just, like, cleans the air. Oh. I just feel like everyone's healthier because of it. Yes, and Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you just send it back for a refund, minus your shipping, of course. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code WWB. Depending on the model, you receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. So lock in the special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O. Dot com. That's airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code WWB. Thanks, Air Doctor, for sponsoring our podcast. Wait, yeah. so, so wait, I don't know if Amanda, do you know how Joey, like, can you tell her about the Tonight Show situation? Yeah, I mean, the Tonight Show, well, that's sort of, you know, we were doing all these commercials in New York, right? And, you know, you, you I had done a certain amount of them the, that first year. I forget how many it was, but it was quite a bit, you know, like maybe like 30 of them or something. And, there, so I was all over TV, you know, like doing these these commercials that yeah. were back then commercials, you know, were like a big deal, right? You get a national Coca-Cola commercial or a, or a um, you know, Kool-Aid commercial, Tonka Trucks, Tylenol, these big commercials yeah. that ran and were very, were very popular. So the Carson Booker saw that and I was like the kid that was all over these things. And then I had to audition for Johnny Carson. So I went out there and I auditioned for the show. I sang and danced because I didn't no know. No pressure. I, <laughs> I tapped and sang and. I had been tapping about, you know, maybe like six months. I think my parents uh, started me with tap lessons like at about four, four and a half. So by the time I was five, which is when I was out there, 
Um, and they booked me, you know, for that following Friday night. And I was supposed to do one song and go on for like, you know, three, four minutes for a little interview. And, and, uh, but I had a second song prepared and, uh, they said, you know, you won't need it, but you'll have it. So zippity doo dah was the second one to bring it home. And, um, <laughs> and I went out there and Carson, you know, obviously calls audibles all the time because he's Carson. He was genius. Nobody in late night. I mean, I don't even know mm. what late night is now. And I'll just go on a record saying that, but it's certainly not what Johnny Carson was. Or well, David with the writer strike, it's all gone right now. Anyway, right. <laughs> not no, nobody's gone right now, but no, but I mean like when we were growing up, you know, you, you had Carson and Letterman and these guys that were, that really knew the art form in essentially what it was meant to be. Right. right? And people were excited about it. And it was, it was must see TV at night, you know? Yeah. So Anyway, went out, went out there, and I guess it went really well. And Johnny was having a great time. And I said a couple of these iconic things that are on like the best of tapes and all these things. So he had me come back and do the second song and do another portion of an interview. And I was on there for seventeen minutes. It was in our world wow, going on a Tonight a Show? That's like it's you know Mel. That's, that's like two crazy. segments, at least two segments. That's like, huge. Normally you don't get that. No, no. I mean, normally you, you you do all this prep and you're out there for like five minutes. Yeah. You know, six minutes. Yeah. You know? So seventeen minutes is massive, and then. You know, we crushed it. Joan Rivers comes out and her on her hands and knees and goes, I can't follow that. And, you know, that's how it sort of started because NBC literally like the next – that was on a Friday. Monday, uh, NBC, Brandon Tartikoff, who was the genius running NBC at the time, called my, my, my called my parents and said, you know, we'd love to sign them to an overall deal. So, And that's and how then, you got on Give Me a Break. Is that right? That's how I got on a Break. Yeah, I did two pilots, which was Scamps with Bob Denver <laughs> and, uh, and and it was written by Sherwood Schwartz, who did the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. Oh wow! And that didn't go. And then I tested for little shots. They were they just brought me right to the test stage for that. This is how is I where, learned. That's how I learned to ride a bike. Was Ron Howard yeah, had this audition? Oh yeah. Oh, that's me right. Too. See, I could. I, I think that I didn't actually do it. We were in a church parking lot. I remember this because my friend, my best friend, Kimmy's kids go they, they this is the church that they go to now but we were in the church parking lot trying to ride a bike everyone's like trying to learn how to ride a bike because we had to ride bikes in this thing for some reason That's right i made you exactly. all our friends that day yeah they flew exactly. us to la and like i'm doing this screen test and it was crazy and there's all these hollywood all these kids that became like big hollywood stars there that's yeah. wild no, it, was, it was it was crazy and i didn't know how to ride a bike either and i remember the pressure i was so nervous about that and uh <clears throat> it was ron howard's first directing job believe yeah in television yeah, yeah. In television so, uh, and then it didn't go. They put all this money into it, and it was it was an amazing pilot, by the way. It really was. I wait, mean, did you actually book? Wait, sorry, wait. You didn't book the pilot, or you did book the pilot? I did book it. The pilot didn't go. Okay, it didn't okay. go. But it looked amazing. They we got to see it. They had a screening. Wow, and it was like it looked like Goonies. Do you think I mean, this it was on, Goonies? Is this that on was, YouTube that now? Was the show. Is it on? Huh? Is it on YouTube or anything now? I don't know. I know that I'll never forget it's it. Gotta be out there. I forget the theater that they had it at, but they premiered it and they screened it for everybody. And I remember going to that, you know, I was like five and a half, six. So, but I remember it. Oh my gosh. And, we got to get this. Then, we got to find we'll it. Look it up. Yeah. yeah. We got to find that. Like that, that's got to be out there. Cause I, I don't know if, I don't remember if Soleil was in it, but like. Soleil was in it. She was in it. I guess oh, I yeah. couldn't learn to ride a bike. So I didn't get to be in it. Soleil was in it. Um, uh, b- believe it or not, uh, Jeff Cohn was in it, who was Chunk and Goonies. Yeah. He was in it. Um, yeah. Wow. But it was, it was essentially, it was essentially Goonies before Goonies. I yeah. mean, it was before Goonies. It was 1981. So 82, you Did know? Did you guys so, ride um, bikes a lot in this? Because apparently there was a big bike riding element. <laughs> a huge bike riding element. There was a whole sequence. 
like Goonies, we got around on our bikes. Okay. So believe it or not, Soleil, I'll never forget this because, you know, we've watched it periodically. I mean, like when I was a kid, we'd watch it throughout the years. You know, my mom loved it. So, but her, one of her favorite lines, one of the best lines in that whole thing was she never had a bike. Okay. So in the, in the, in the pilot, and we would always cruise past her and ride by her. And there was this really cute line where she's walking by in the haphazardly way she does it. And she's like, we're like, yeah, we're going to meet up. We're going we're to go to Smokey Joe's, who was like the villain. That was like the, the <laughs> I guess, like the uh, the antagonist. And uh, we rode away and she's there and she's like, I got to get a bike. She didn't have one. So <laughs> it was really cute. It was really, I'm telling you, it was way ahead of its time. And uh, really was like a Goonies before Goonies. Well, if you run but into just, Ron Howard, tell him to release it if it's not already. I know. They should. We got to find this thing. Cool thing to put up somewhere, especially like on Peacock or something. Yeah, stuff. that'd be super fun. That's the kind of content people are looking for now. Can you imagine like watching everybody when they're like six years old? That would be so Dude, cool. It'd be crazy. It'd, it'd be, be crazy. awesome. But yeah. you, everyone can go find your Carson uh, uh, stuff on YouTube for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's all over the place. Yeah. yeah you can, you can you, YouTube that. Yeah, and then, of course, sure. there was the Blossom years. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. It was give me a break and Blossom and, and then um, and then brotherly love and then uh yeah. american dreams and then um M- melissa and joey and then melissa so, and yeah. joey where we had so much fun wait real quick on the blossom thing did, did we ever talk about the fact that i auditioned for six at the same time as i was auditioning for clarissa you did tell me that story <laughs> yes you did you did you did and jenna von is a dear friend of both of ours and actually she lives i think she lives in nashville too she's been reaching out to she me she does. I think she yes she does or yes she, i know she did for a long time she may have actually moved back to california but i think that she did for a long time. I think she's Nashville. back and forth yeah. a little bit, or she's in the area. I'm not so is sure she's she still acting. No, uh, she is acting, but she's more. Oh, she segued into something. I want to say directing or writing. Oh, good for her. Um, but we'll we'll have to have her on the show. And I'm, I'm actually doing Mayim's uh, uh, podcast. Have you done hers yet? I've not done Mayim's. No. What's it called? No, Brain but Power. I, but I will. I did Mayim's show for her. I did Call Me Cat. I oh, did yeah. an episode of that uh, last season. I know. You know. It, it, I mean, it's. I guess it's not coming back or whatever. But last season, I did an episode. The first, the first episode of season two. Okay. And you guys were in the yeah. Old Navy commercial not too long ago, a few years ago. Was oh, that yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah, Old Navy, right? Yeah, I know. And they're always talking about a Blossom reboot. I guess. You know, look, there. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about that now, especially because she's done with her show. And, Everybody wants these yeah. reboots, huh? That's like they do. They do. I so mean, they have a script. It's really, it's really good. And, uh, you know, you know, we'll see. We'll see what uh, happens. I don't well, know. That'd be if fun. Blossom can happen, Sabrina can happen. I know, but I don't know that we want Sabrina. <laughs> Just put it out I mean, there. It'd be a lot fun. of people are begging, or a lot of people, and you know this is true, are saying like, Melissa and Joey's got to come back. And, well, you know. that was, that's, I would, that one. So I have to say, when people huh. are like, what's Even our favorite coasters. character? Oh, yeah, our coasters are Melissa and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When there people are like, what's your, like, which is your favorite character to play? And everyone expects me to say Sabrina. A few people might expect Clarissa. You've always she was said so cool. Mel. But it's Mel because she was such a freaking <laughs> she was such a hot a mess. Fun, flawed, hot mess, dumpster garbage pile of fun to play. Yeah, like she was right. drunk. She was sexy. She was like she you were, you were you were drunk, you were horny, you were motherly, you were, you know, <laughs> single and crazy. And yeah, I mean I got to say honestly, some funny, funny lines. Made, those characters were both really, really, um, you know, they were fallible and they, and they failed a lot most of the time. 
And I think they, they were super relatable because of that. And I, I love seeing characters that are really likable, but also fail a lot. Yeah. And, and that's, and she was so did. flawed. That's what I loved about Mel. She was so flawed. So Amanda, you know, when you're sick and you're like trying to find what these symptoms mean and you stumble down a big old TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Yeah. Um, let me just tell you, having just had the flu. There were many, many suggested remedies on uh, the old TikToks. Or like your group chat or whatever, right? Everybody like tries to tell you what you got, what's going wrong, what you should do. But you need to hear it from trusted professionals, not just random people on the internet. Yeah, that's why I'm very grateful for ZocDoc. They help you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care that you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash W-W-B. ZocDoc dot com slash W-W-B. Thanks, ZocDoc, for sponsoring What Women Binge. You know, I, I don't know if I told you this, but we had we had Taylor on the show mm-hmm. a few months back. Yeah. And I watched it. She's doing something else now, right? What she did, she's, she's here. Doing something totally different, right? She lives in Nashville. She works for the Humane Society. She's saving saving animals one right. puppy at a time. Right. Yeah. She's doing right. great things. And she's still acting, but she's not she's not really she just did pursuing. a young Sheldon. Not too long. She does ago. do a lot of young Sheldon. That's true. She okay. she plays his college sort of buddy on young Sheldon. So oh, okay, I actually directed okay, her okay, in an cool. episode of Sheldon. So that's funny. Yeah. But she cool. so she goes out to LA once in a while for that. But she's more dabbling in it and I, I don't know if she's sure she wants to continue on right now, but um, but then we also had Nick Robinson on the show, who was who's blown up in huge ways with Love Simon and Jurassic Park and all these other um, oh, yeah. big movies he's well, done. Nikki blew up when he was doing the show. Yeah. I mean, he was you know it was like he got these major monumental career sort of landmark you know moments while he was doing the show for us. Yeah, so. yeah, he got. Uh, it's funny. I just looked at his IMDb page the other day, and it doesn't mention Melissa and Joey on it. <laughs> You know, oh, no. I got to say, like, I know that's always such a pitfall for these younger performers that, that that don't really have a perspective on things, you know, where, you know, and it happened a lot. I used to see these American Idol alums when American Idol was really meaningful, you know, like, like yeah. when it actually launched people like today. I mean, it's still on this enjoyable show, but I don't think it's an arguable point even that it's not launching like the Kelly Clarksons and yeah. you know, Carrie Underwood's like it anymore. did. Yeah. No, right. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, the Carrie Underwood's, it's just not launching those people anymore. But it's still great to watch. It's fun entertainment and all that stuff. However, it never it always killed me early on when this show was the biggest show on the planet, 40 million people a week. And as soon as they would win it and then they'd want to, if they went on to do other things, and there were a few of them went on to do great things and win awards and, you know, and, and, and become actors. And they would be like, they literally wanted nothing to do with the show. Like they wouldn't yeah. even mention it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're going, why? Look, that means something to the fans who have watched your journey. Yeah. The reason why people are going to see you in a movie is because you were on this show. Yeah, right. And that gave you the platform to have a voice and to show people how talented you were so that you could do the things that God put you down here to do. So for me, it never makes any sense to me why you don't, why you never want to mention how you got your start because that's the where the journey begins. But like is this... Is this sort of like because of our age now that we have that perspective or where we are in our careers being veterans of the business now? Like, do you feel like 
or because like did did you kind of disconnect yourself from from like the woe thing and all that like the kind of the things you were known for not really i mean i couldn't escape that you know yeah. I, I look there were i wanted to go on and do other things you know what i mean and right. i was excited about doing things past that and growing up and becoming a you know a man and not having to play little kid parts and stuff yeah. you know but i was very i was always thankful for that moment you know be, because that was the journey that got me to where, you know, that, that's allowed me to do this just like you, you know, and look, yeah. there's ups and downs. It's a springboard sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish that I don't know if I ever will, you know, a lot of things that I have left that I feel creatively that I want to do. Um, but certainly being thankful for the work, you know, and the right. continued opportunity to work. That's a very important thing that you well, have do to you, keep in perspective. Do you think that that comes from being an East Coast actor too? Like um, that we are both sort of more interested in being working actors than like the huge fame and, and fortune? Yeah. Look, to me, the fame part of it was never important, right? We didn't think about that growing up mm -hmm. because there was no you know, to, to, today, fame is, is the driving factor, especially because of social media, right? You're famous yeah. because you're famous. Like, you're fa your fame is being famous. Like, it's not based off, especially in the social media world, it's not based off a lot of talents or individual accomplishments. It's you're famous because you're famous, and the end goal right. is fame. That's how you generate a platform for advertising and to make money and monetize everything. I never thought about that. I don't, yeah. I don't think you did either. But I think it was that was like, an East Coast I love thing. to do this, and I was able to do it, and the fact that I realized at some point that I was making lots of money doing it and it was really cool, you know, to be able to take care of my family and go on trips and do these things that, and enjoy life to the fullest. That was just a byproduct yeah. of being able to do something that I love to do. And you had to have a skill set. We yeah. talk about it all the yeah. time. Even on, we just got done doing an episode on our pod, like the brothers, you know, and we talked about, you know, you, you had to have a skill set and you had to be good. And yeah. we were we were growing up, man. If you weren't good, you were like, out the door. You were cut. You were out. Like there even was while no, you're like, shooting, you'd be shooting the you'll be shooting a commercial and they'll replace you. You'd be shooting a sitcom, they replace you. Like, like, like in the like middle that. of the yep. moment. Yep. You show wow. up at a table read. I'm convinced that you show up. Look, I remember our table read for Melissa and yeah. Joey, right? People were excited about the show. That was one of the most, but after that table read, because you brought your A game and so did I. And we've all been at table reads when the name cast shows up and they, they're not prepared. Yeah. And that table read blows. It sucks. Yeah. And people all get nervous because they're about to and spend they rewrite, a lot of money. And yeah. they rewrite to try to make it work because they don't think it worked because people didn't prepare yeah. and people don't have the, I don't know, the, the gift of kind of like reading it, like going in a cold read and actually being able to deliver. That's right. We had, do you remember them? People were laughing for Hour. I mean, it took us. We had like a fifteen-minute laugh spread yeah. in that in that yeah. table read. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, that's right. We were so long. That script, that show was so long. It was so they had to cut so much yeah. because people were literally dying, and it gave such a vote of confidence to that network to give us a shot, and that really paved the way yeah. for our you know hundred plus episodes because yeah. Mel and I started that like nailing it. We came yeah. in and we crushed it. And that was a mentality that you have to have. It was an appreciation. It was an accountability and a mentality. And that's what drives you to longevity. I believe yeah. you're going to have yeah. ups and downs, but you have to have those three things. And a lot of young people today, there's a lot of excuses made when they mess up. There's a lot of excuses. They get 12, 13 chances and there's never really a work ethic that gets developed. You know, you had to have when we were growing up. They didn't treat us uh, like kids. Yeah. We have to revisit something, whether it's whether it's the movie or the show. We well, have so to you do call something. Peacock. There's call your buddies over at Peacock and let's get on there. Everywhere I go, people are like, you guys have to do it. I would so, love like, it. I feel like we need to do something. All right, let's do I it. Well, will I see you at 90s Con in Tampa? Uh, I might be there. All right, yes. try to be there. Try to be there. Matt will be there for sure because he's doing oh, okay. a Boy Meets World thing. Oh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I might be there. I might be. There. All right. So, All right. Love you, kid. So text me or All call right. me. I will. I will. I will blow you up as well, uh, especially when we're trying to knock down this uh, date for you to come on our show. Okay? Of course. Of course. All right. We'll talk soon. All right, ladies.